This is the city. The city of Absalom. The city at the center of the world. Absalom is celebrating the Radiant Festival, a three-month festival of epic proportions held once every hundred years. The celebration attracts all types. Tourists, performers, merchants, inventors, as well as unsavory types, petty thieves, gangs, cults, and criminal enterprises. That's where we come in. We protect and serve. We are the agents of Edgewatch. Hey everyone, welcome to Roll for Combat Agents of Edgewatch. I'm your GM and host, Stephen Glicker, and in this week's episode, the agents scramble all over the catacombs this week, and they learn that the catacombs are quite a conundrum. So unless you were living under a rock, you probably heard that the Battle Zoo Bestiary has launched on Kickstarter, and I'd really appreciate it if everyone went and ordered it. At least get something. Get just the PDF if you want. It's really, really good. There's all these great monsters. There's the monster part system. There's the new archetypes. Seriously, if you love Pathfinder and you want Pathfinder 2nd Edition products to continue to be created, then please support the Battle Suit Best Area because if this does really well and it sells a lot of books, then I will be able to do more of these. And not only will I be able to do more of these, but other people in the industry are going to do more of these. I know certain people in the industry that have sort of abandoned Pathfinder and have gone full 5e. I'm not going to name names, but there was a very prevalent third-party developer who did a lot of Pathfinder. And this is a very big developer. And they were known for their Pathfinder books and their Pathfinder 2nd Edition books. And they have completely abandoned Pathfinder. All they do is 5th Edition. That's it because they don't think it's worth their time or the effort to do Pathfinder 2nd Edition. So I am trying to do it the other way around. I'm having everyone write everything in Pathfinder. I'm having all Pathfinder developers, and then we're going to convert it to 5e. I'm trying to do it the other way and use Pathfinder as our main method of development and to develop specifically for Pathfinder and then convert it to 5e. And a lot of people are watching this Kickstarter to see if there's a viable market for Pathfinder 2nd Edition third-party products, not just for Kickstarter, but in general. And I'm not trying to, like, put myself up here and make it sound like I'm super important or anything, but, you know, the fact of the matter is, as big as Pathfinder 2nd Edition is, it is not even a smidge compared to 5th Edition. 5th Edition is simply gargantuan and has taken over everything. Now, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, you know, some people like Sony, some people like Microsoft, some people like Nintendo, some people like all three, like myself. I, myself, grew up with Dungeons & Dragons. I played Dungeons & Dragons pretty much my entire life. I've even played 5th Edition. Not nearly as much as I played Pathfinder 2nd Edition. And I see the appeal of 5th Edition, but quite frankly, I prefer Pathfinder 2nd Edition. But, you know, I actually do enjoy 5th Edition every so often. When you want to feel like an absolute superhero and a big badass, 5th Edition really fits the bill quite nicely. 2nd Edition is, well, to say it's really, really hard is a bit of an understatement. It is really tough. And to be honest, I enjoy that even more. I enjoy challenge. I cut my teeth on D&D First Edition, where you would go into a dungeon with 20 characters. There was none of this, 
I'm running one or two characters. No, 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 please. You would run a party. And it's called a party because you would have 16, 20 characters between you and your friends. And you would run four or five characters each. And by the end of that adventure, you were lucky if a couple of them survived. They would just die. It was just expected. I mean, that's why you had a party. And then, you know, you would have these characters die. And then, you know, maybe you go into the dungeon with 20 characters and then they would die. And then you come out with 10 and then you get another 20. And then, you know, hopefully you get that one character that just keeps making it over and over again. And that's like the character you latch on to. The closest equivalent of this I can think of is DCC, Dungeon Crawl Classics, by Goodman Games, which is, you know, kind of a similar concept, and Kingdom Monster Death, which is very similar, where you, you know, you each control a character, and they will just die. I mean, you can have this character that is totally kick-ass, that has amazing gear, that has survived a million fights, and then, bonk, you get something on the head, and you die, and the game is over, and then you got to roll a new character, and that's that. So, yeah, I'm used to it. You know, Dungeons & Dragons 1st Edition, 2nd Edition, 3rd Edition, 3.5. Those were deadly, deadly editions. So, when people complain about Pathfinder 2nd Edition being deadly and hard, I laugh. It is, it is nothing, nothing compared to 1st Edition. 1st Edition was a meat grinder. It was designed to kill you. Seriously, you were not expected to live. That is the way the game was set up. It was based on wargaming. And wargaming, you don't survive wargaming. Your units don't live. <laughs> they simply don't. I mean, yeah, maybe they do. And they get some, you know, experience and they get a little bit better. But eventually, they will die. They just will. Anyhow, back to my original statement. Come on by the Kickstarter. Just go to kickstarter.rollforcombat.com, check it out, and support us any way you can to try to make Pathfinder 2nd Edition a viable option for third-party developers as well as Kickstarter. So this week's episode, there's a lot of talk about the map and where they are and locations on the map. So I strongly suggest that you go to the Discord channel. Just go to discord.rollforcombat.com where you can actually see a map. The catacombs are gargantuan. It is one of the biggest maps I've ever seen, period. It is huge. So look at the map, follow along. If you have any questions, let me know. Basically, they're on the mid-right side of the catacombs, and they're kind of fooling around in the center. They kind of start in the middle of the catacombs, they go to the right side, the east, and they loop around and then they come back towards the middle. So that's the general location. You're gonna be hearing them talking about the map a lot. And I'm gonna post all the maps as well as, I will try to find the map that I gave them that actually labels all the rooms. I'll put that in the Discord as well so you can more easily follow along because they actually say the names of the rooms. Because if you remember, the trader gave them a map and labeled all the rooms. I don't know if I put that up on the Discord yet, but I will. Just go to discord.rollforcombat.com, go to the Agents of Edgewatch spoiler section, and you two can follow along and see what's going on. But finally, this week, they're already starting to make some progress. If you notice, they're starting to solve some of the side quests. And this is another week where they are making good progress, and they're starting to, you know, actually find and solve issues and problems and mysteries in the catacombs and more importantly they're clearing out most of the monsters so they can actually just run around you know before they were going 
inch by inch, room by room, but now they're just like literally running down the hallways willy-nilly because everything's been cleared, more or less. So they are almost to the point where they will actually finally, probably, hopefully, find the cultists and start confronting them directly because they've been here for quite some time and they, they've only found one cultist and that's it. And he was a traitor. That's, that's all they managed to find if you think about it. And it's funny because when they got into this dungeon, they thought they were just going to run in, fight the cultists and leave. They did not think that this was an adventure that was going to take them days, if not a week to finish up. They vastly underestimated the complexity of this part of the dungeon, which, you know, I don't blame them because how would they know how hard it is? Plus, the size of this dungeon, I kind of warned them, is that it's 41 pages, okay? An adventure path is 96 pages on average, and the last third of that adventure is what's called back matter. That's like where all the monsters are and the story and additional magic items, things like that. So the adventure itself is about, I don't know, maybe 60 pages or so. So 41 pages, 41 out of 60-ish pages are just this dungeon. So yeah, it's going to take a while. They're going to be in here for quite some time, but they're about, eh, I'd say almost halfway through, I'd say about a third to halfway through the dungeon. And now they're going to actually start hitting and getting to core story in a very short period of time. Anyhow, I'm kind of rambling here, but you, you get the gist. With that, let's get to this week's show notes. Show notes this week, well, very simple. Check out the Battles of Bestiary, the Dragon Book, and the Jewel of the Indigo Isles Adventure Path. I'm not even talking about the other two, but the Dragon Ancestry book is really cool. I have to tell you, I am working on that with Mark, and now he's starting to get into the nitty-gritty and really writing it. And he's just putting in really cool concepts that I, I can't even get into it. But basically, you can choose between advancing your character or advancing your ancestry. So say you're a dragon, I don't know, fighter. You can either take more fighter feats or more dragon feats. So you can sort of lean into being more of a dragon. And he's kind of expanding this more than the current Pathfinder does. And then he's adding specific feats and specific abilities for each type of dragon so they have their own feel to them. And he's really just, you know, he's really going to hit it out of the park with this. And I think it's also going to open up a lot of cool design options that you haven't seen in Pathfinder 2nd Edition that will, you know, maybe appear in uh, some other version of Pathfinder in the near future. But be on the lookout for that. And the Jewel of the Indigo Isles Adventure Path, well, well, I have to say, since I wrote it, it's fantastic. It is amazing. No, seriously, it's really really good i'm starting to get the outlines from the authors we were actually meeting the other day and between patrick Rene, ron lundeen and linda zayas palmer i don't think there are more people on the planet between the three of them who have written designed and edited more adventures like almost ever like the three of them have just done hundreds and hundreds of adventures linda sort of gets a cheat because she does all the Pathfinder Society adventures, and they do like 30, 40 adventures a year. So she alone has hundreds and hundreds of adventures under her belt. So they've seen it all, they've done it all, and the Jewel of the Indigo Isles, we went totally outside the book for this one. I sat down and I'm using a lot of traditional adventure writing mechanisms to make it really constructed 
quite fun and quite well. I also have all the adventures tying into each other, which they don't always do a great job with in the Pathfinder adventures, but I'm making sure that all three of these adventures tie directly into each other. So it's like one massive mega adventure. That's actually what I call it. I call it the mega adventure. And then finally, I made sure to put in things that you just have never seen before. I went out of my way to come up with ideas and ask them if they've ever seen it. And they said, no, they've never seen it. So we're going to put in things that are just new and unique. And it's, uh, it's going to be great. Plus, it's a fun adventure. It's really just a lot of fun. It's kind of goofy. It starts off kind of like Guardians of the Galaxy. It's also a little bit more relaxing. I'm not making it super deadly, at least in the beginning. So you could just have fun. That's what I told Patrick to do. I said, look, for Adventure 1, let's just have a fun, relaxing adventure. They're low level. I obviously want to challenge them a little bit here and there, but otherwise, it's mostly just a relaxing journey where they just have a lot of fun. And I think that'll be a nice change of pace. And then later, as the stakes get raised, then eventually will the adventure get more deadly and a little bit more serious. But at least in the beginning, it starts out as just a really fun, cool adventure where everyone can just enjoy themselves. Also, don't forget, check out the Patreon. Just go to patreon.rollforcombat.com if you want to join us and talk to us while we're playing our adventures. We usually play twice a week, usually Sunday nights and usually Monday nights, and you can hang out with us and talk. And let me tell you, last week we started book three of Agents of Edgewatch, and it was fantastic. We actually had surprise guests that came out of nowhere that crashed the party literally crashed the game and joined the game that we did not plan and the discord was having a ball with this so you can be part of this the only way you can be part of this is joining the discord and listening to these shows recorded live because that will never happen again well it might happen again but that specific show will never happen again so check that out patreon.rollforcombat.com little five bucks a month and you too can join us. Plus, you get the episodes early. And then, of course, do check out RollForCombat.com, where we just posted Jason's review of Secrets of Magic. There's actually been a lot of reviews. Like, it's it's kind of interesting. The old Pathfinder books, you know, there'd be, like, a review here and there. But Secrets of Magic, I saw, like, dozens. I mean, dozens of reviews of this book. They are everywhere but jason's is the best one so check that one out go to rollforcombat.com and check out jason's review and also of course do check out jason's talking combat column where he recaps every single episode of every single podcast ever made period end of discussion anyhow with that let's get to this week's episode Last we left off, you decided to plunder the lower catacombs, where you discovered many wondrous sights. You found a fountain with an elven girl who seems to be trapped at the fountain as a ghost. You found a river of filth, which you followed, and then you found more filth. You found a family of Atiaks that were eating the filth, and you decided, hey, let's hang out with the Atiaks. And they were just attacking you and doing horrible damage. And you found some swarms. There was a tick swarm. And the tick swarm was just all over Dougie because Dougie loves ticks. And now he's all diseased. And we found some skitter stitch horrible monstrosity. It was a spider made up of dead bodies 
and spiders. And when it exploded and died, more spiders came out. This is the literal definition of kill it with fire because everything in the lower catacombs is absolutely disgusting. It's all smells like offal and fecal matter and the worst things you could ever imagine. You're fighting the worst things that can ever be imagined. You're covered in God knows what. Dougie is diseased. But somehow, somehow, Gomez managed to make a whole bunch of friends down here. Gomez is now the leader of the fungus people. The fungus leshies, little mushrooms with arms and legs. And they are just hanging out with their buddy Gomez, who now has a posse of four fungus leshies. Now what? What are you going to do? Because these little leshies are following you. They're following you, Gomez. They, you're their leader. I, I like them. You're their leader. You defeated, you defeated their old leader, and now you're their new leader. So now what? Now what do you guys I, do? I, I like them. I like them a lot. Seth Lipton is playing Gomez, a goblin elementalist sorcerer. Combat's over. You guys can heal up. Now what? A roper is still sort of lingering there, eh? Chris Beamer is playing Lomang. An orc tiefling monk of the crane style. Ah, eh, the roper's kind of lingering, but the roper's probably, the roper's like going back to his roper area. There he goes. How long is his reach? John Stats is playing Cadet Dougie McDougal, a human ruffian rogue. <laughs> Pretty far. <laughs> There's a way to find out. Well, well, actually I mean, we can it see it. If we can see it, we shouldn't be able to like. Yeah, you remembered. It was about, feels. it was 50 feet. Oh! Yeah, during the first encounter, it had some pretty decent reach to it. Jason McDonald is playing Basil Blackfeather, a Tengu empiricist investigator. Yeah, I knew it was crazy. I didn't think it was 50. Yikes. All right. 50 feet. Damn. All right. Well, hey. I don't think I need healing. I don't remember if we searched or not. Yes. So last we left off, you did search the cavern. And you found inside the spider was a crystal the size of your forearm. That's right. Oh yeah, the, the we, fountain we part. think is related to the statue, the statue in the fountain, and the elf girl. Right. So inside the spider, in its brain, was the pulsating crystal that you think might fit into the fountain. Who knows? You also found. In this room with the Ateox, you found three dead people. It looks like two cultists and one gray cloak right, that were that's horribly right. eaten and mutilated. And you took what little you could from them. Other than that, there's no other useful stuff around here. There's lots of... Well, if you want to fill up your bag with, you know, garbage... Go right ahead. I mean, it is a, uh, you know, a bag of holding. You can hold several bulk worth of awful. Uh, no, as tempting don't. as that sounds. Yeah. Are you sure? I think we'll pass. Are there uh, effects on the skeletons, the bodies that we found that are still like rags and old boots and stuff? You took all that. Oh, we took all that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. The other question is, did we search this area? You searched everything. Okay. You should really pay attention. Uh, Maybe well, take notes. Right. 
No, I'm not gonna. I have to admit, I don't recall us searching in the alcove where the spider was. Okay, maybe you didn't search there, but I will. I will hand wave that search, and I will tell you that if you go into that alcove, you'll see that it is literally an alcove with patches of brightly colored fungus around a cobweb-covered, well, alcove where the spider was living. And it looks like that the fungus is where these little leshies live. And now these leshies can talk to you. Don't forget, they speak common. Yeah, I want to have a conversation with them tell them and tell them things. Okay. Well, you guys go. I'm just, I'm just, uh, I'm just telling you what you see and can do. You tell me what you're going to do, and I'll tell you what they do. And then I'm we do. I'm for 10 minutes. You're, you're, okay, you're resting again. Yep. Yep. What, what I want to do, I'm gonna, I, I, as an aside, I tell my compatriots, what I want to do is, uh, is I, w- I want to let them go and I, w- I want to set them on a path that they don't mess with humanoids anymore and uh, hopefully get them to live in peace. So what do you think of that? I like it. All right, so I'm going to go to it. Diplomacy. The Look, look at the bounty of the god. Look at the bounty of the god. Look at all the offal. Look at all the... Look at all the entrails. Look at all of the things. Of the, uh, you must gather this all together and make of it a great mulch. Make a great mulch in the place of in the place of the former god. That was the the wish of the god. And be fruitful and multiply. And always remember the creatures that walk on two legs are your friends. Be kind to them and aid them. In thanks for this bounty that has been that has been given upon you. Except the cultists. We don't, yeah. They're not, eh, they're not we'll nice. take care of them. And we're doing a hand wave on Gomez and Battle's healing. Yeah, yeah. We always do that. Yeah, they, they look over and they're like, Gomez, Gomez, Gomez. They're like chanting your name. They're like, Gomez, Gomez. They're running over and they're grabbing large pieces of the mulch and the fungus and they're giving it to you to take with you on your journey. Uh, I, I take a, I, I take a small. I can only take a small symbolic portion. The rest you must keep to be fruitful and multiply oh. in your great mulch. Go and take it in your nature, great mulch. Uh, and, I t- and I take a respectful small symbolic portion. I'm going to do a uh, nature. Okay. Actually, make sure I can do this. Maybe you could send them, stick them after the rope. I have a plus two on nature. I have untrained <laughs> nature, so I should bother. <laughs> You're looking at it. Yeah. You're like. You're like, wow, that mulch, I would not touch that. That's poisonous mulch. That will kill you if you so much as touch it. Uh, now, Gomez already has it in his hands, so, you know, I guess it's too for him. That's what you get with your two in nature, Dougie. <laughs> yeah, I I think it might heal us. Anyone who has nature? What, what do you want to look ahead. at? The, the, you can eat it. I think Try if we, it, they're giving us something, and I think it could heal us, but I... I, I I'm trained in nature. Okay. I'm I'll, trained in I'll, nature, evaluate, too. I'll evaluate the, 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 the mulch that the fungus people have given, have given upon us. Gomez. Gomez disagrees. Gomez thinks if you eat this mulch, it'll get you really high. <laughs> don't do it. And I say don't do it. Yeah, you got to know what's about you. Yeah. Lomang is looking at both of you sideways and Lomang's like, what are these guys talking about? It's freaking, it's freaking moss. It doesn't do anything. (laughs) (laughs) Should I I break the one-to-one-to-one tie? (laughs) Basil comes over. Learned Basil. He knows it's moss. Basil, Basil, well, 
you know the true answer, which is probably what you think it is. But who, which one do you want to agree with? You could agree with any of the three. But you know for a fact that this moss is nothing more than moss. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm content to just tell the truth. <laughs> yeah. This is not why we're down here. So yeah, I agree. Keep, let's I keep agree. moving. We, we're, we're, like, it seems the on our to-do list is much more about uh, fixing the fountain and releasing the, the lost spirit. Yes. Right? I think we should do that now. Yep. Yeah. Have we uh, gone over here yet? I can't remember. I don't think we have. Where is here? Here means nothing to those of us who can't see. I'm going to be closing my eyes from now on. So you Theater of the mind. I'm just going to... Because you guys say here all the time. Well, here. Oh, I don't know. I'm closing my eyes. I'm going to memorize the map. I'm going to do a new thing. It's called... Bismarck, North Dakota. DMing... In the dark. That's my new thing. So I'm going to close. Look, my eyes are closed. You can see it on camera. So where are you going, John? You going I'm looking 10 feet south across yes. the river. Oh, okay. There's a bunch of. Notes. I checked. I checked that whole area before. Yes. Oh, you, oh, you did. That. Okay. Yes. That right. is. I'm not even looking at the map. That is where the uh, Atioks were hanging out and eating stuff. And again, all those nooks you see in the wall are burial chambers like this whole area was a burial chamber and you were able to figure out especially now you've gone through this this waterway literally carved its way through this looks like this was part of the church above that these were actually catacombs like traditional catacombs and this waterway somehow came from the north and has smashed through here and carved its way through the catacombs and obviously this has been here for hundreds of years so it probably took a little bit of time but the water has just eaten away at the walls and is now snaking through the catacombs another question the item that we found that we think is for the fountain is a gem yes yes how much is that gem worth how much is the gem worth yeah a small child's soul that's true i mean it's a ghost i mean it's yeah, that's it. That's called that's called a, a, a disembodied soul. That's a that's a that's a soul. That's what that is? How much is the gem worth? <laughs> I just you gotta always make a, <laughs> a cost analysis. Cost analysis is you look at the gem and it is it's actually a crystal. It's nothing special. It's not okay. an actual gem. It's, it's a crystal. An ornament. It's orna- It's a. It, Cost, yeah, it actually, jewelry. it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful crystal, and it does have some latent magic in it, mm. but the magic appears to be that which is used for visual effects. So you would think this thing is probably worth, to the right person, a fair amount of money, but it's kind of useless otherwise. It's it's very specifically Right. built and designed and it's like specifically for that fountain i'm sure so yeah, yeah i mean like you could tap into the energy like if you were building something like if you're building a magic item or uh, in this case a um a undead or a constructed creature of flesh to use it as a engine <laughs> it was useful mm. for that oh but, interesting okay. yeah yeah but you're not a you're not using it for that and b it's kind of useless to you as it's uh 
as it could be used. Right. If that makes sense. All right. Sense. So I think we should. But it's not this. a gem. It's not yeah, a gem. It's, it's actually it's a crystal. It's a crystal. All right. So let's yeah. go back to the room and deal with it. I thought. Yeah, I think yeah. we're actually there already. I think this no, you're not. stream you goes ready. to the northeast. Yeah. Oh yeah, you have and to go. It goes, there. We're very close. You're yeah. close. You're close. Well, we the leshies, need... the leshies listen to you. They they say to you, Gomez, that they're gonna they're gonna hang out here. They're gonna build up their shrine, and they're gonna start making a effigy of you in moss and fungus and they hope you come back to visit them basil is secretly very amused by this <laughs> the stream that goes to the northeast is that ankle deep or is that a deeper stream it's uh it's the same we came we that's where we came from that direction it's it's very no. shallow and that's leads directly yes, to the room that is where you in. came from yeah at least directly to the to the fountain room i'm already there i'm in that room yep all right John, or all this was done <laughs> just a few days ago. We're we're getting old. What, what can we do? Uh, yeah, I but know. but this is where I'm right, and you guys are wrong. We didn't come this way. We actually circled around from the north. So uh, we, we went to the stairs, and we went past the stairs that spiral staircase, and we went across right. the bridge. He might be right about that. I don't think that's true because we would yeah, have no, encountered did, the rope. No, John's right. We looped around through the original crack in the main chamber that we that what's his face told us to use. And we did a big loop to the south, then turned around to the north to come up to this room that I'm in, or the Atiyah room, or whatever. Right, right, right. That's right. Actually, but we never then, actually. We well, Lomang did. Lomang ran up there to try the Lord to take Swarm away, but they didn't buy it, and then he came back. So yeah, yeah, everyone's I mean, that's how, right. That's how I. That's how I yeah, actually, yeah. everyone's right. Like right. Lomang went that way, but not everyone else. All, All right, right, so heal yourselves up. And so you can say you guys spent, you know, another good 20, 30 minutes healing up, recovering all your chi. Gomez was having a tearful goodbye to his mushroom posse, his fungus folk. And you are back at the fountain with the little elven girl who's sitting there, who says to you again in elvish, Who, who are you? Oh, did, did I see you before? Were you here? You, you look familiar. Gomez? We're the maintenance crew, and oh, yeah. we've come to fix your fountain. Here, let's produce the, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. the thing. Yeah, where are, they, where are the, custodial, the custodial staff? Oh, that, the crystal, it's, it's so beautiful. That looks, that looks like my father's work. I recognize it right away. Look at, look at how it shines. Look, look, it's, it's what we were missing. I think... I think it belongs here. I think it's supposed to be in the fountain. Uh, let's inspect the place where the crystal looks like it goes and see if it's fairly obvious how to put the crystal back in or if we need to do some sort of mending or something. Yeah. some. Uh, Does anybody have uh, crafting? crafting? Yeah, crafting trade. I, I have crafting. There you go. Dude, if, if there was ever a time for you to use your inspection powers and your crafting skills, this is it. Believe it or not, it's also perception. Yeah, this thing fits right in. It's like it is like will click right in perfectly. There is a five percent chance that's like this is a demon and we're releasing a demon by putting the crystal back. But this I is choose true. to believe it's mostly benevolent. Yes. Yeah, in, in in this world, there's a five percent chance every time you open the door to the bathroom. We're doing that. All right, well let's yeah. let's put the crystal back then. Okay. All right, uh, let's put Basil right up to the front. There he is. I moved him right next to that. Everyone, tell me. And put me where you are in relationship to the fountain. 
before the crystal gets inserted. I'm, I'm good where I am. Right next to the fountain. There. You know, you know, I, I am you know, right you know, next to the girl, you know right next be. to the fountain, ready to take it in the <laughs> face if it blows and up. And Lomang is I'll watch the, I'll watch the in the rear with the gear. <laughs> I'll check the I'll make sure nothing sneaks up on us. <laughs> He's making sure there's What no... a shock. <laughs> oh I am very I am very surprised by this. Well, someone's <laughs> got to live when it explodes and kills you all. Exactly. Someone's got to tell, tell your tale. <laughs> you put in the crystal. As you put in the crystal, suddenly the fountain glows and the elven girl, Dahelia, she remembers. She, she seems to be overcome with the crystal's magic and the fountain itself seems to come to life. And she looks at you all and says, oh, oh, thank you, thank you. And she looks at her arms and legs and she seems to suddenly have full recognition and seems to remember everything about herself. She doesn't seem to be as confused as before. And she says, oh, yes, I, I remember now. I, I'm a ghost. I remember this fountain. And she's looking at it lovingly. She says, this is, this is what my father built for me so that I could experience the wonders of nature as I would die if I was exposed to too much of it. Watch. And as she like pushes the crystal, it suddenly turns. And as the crystal turns, it's showing images throughout the chamber of nature itself. Like you see birds. That's oh, so like trees. a holographic nature yes. show type thing. Yes. Nice. It's like a hologram of nature being projected by the fountain. So she can actually visit nature without leaving the fountain. Your father's a very inc- impressive craftsman. Yes, yes, he was. And then, and then she starts to hold her head, hand to her head, and she starts to cry. She says, "Yes, but I just realized that he's dead, like me. We've long been dead, and that's why I was called back. As someone disturbed the fountain, and I was brought from the grave beyond, as I'm attached to this fountain." And then she, she looks up and she she says, wait, wait, I, I can feel it. I can I can go back to the great beyond and, and be with my father. Oh, that's right. You freed me. Thank you. Thank you so much. Hooray. Thank you Rest so much. Peace. For yes. helping me out and, and returning the crystal to the fountain so I could view it one last time. She, she looks at you all and she seems downright giddy and smiling. She says, I I leave you with a gift. And then she she literally fades away as she's saying that. As soon as she fades away, you hear a high-pitched cracking sound that fills the air in blinding light, blazes out of the crystal, and the fountain spouts water all over the place. An explosion of light and water erupts from the fountain. Wow. Free water. As your ears stop ringing and your vision comes back to you, you see that the fountain has been cut, split cleanly down the middle. And in the middle of the sculpture remains a pair of matching staves made from the warped, magical, entwined silver setting 
and tipped with one half of the crystal. Hmm. There's two staves that are embedded in the center of the fountain, which has now been cut in half, wow. including the crystal oh, looks itself. Looks like that's my cue to come back. That sounds like something Dougie would do. <laughs> uh, that, 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 low bag, it's still dangerous. You should stay <laughs> away. That's my cue. Did someone say stay, stabs with the, will, as the As the magic user, or one of the magic users of the bunch, and the scholarly magic user of the bunch, Basil will take a look at staves. Jewel-encrusted stabs, anyone? Okay. That's... You may interpret that as like a identify if it's a magic item. Well, you see one, you look closely, and one of them is a staff that's an oak branch with leaves that seem to change in color between spring, autumn, and winter. It seems to be going through the seasons before settling on the current season, which I believe is summer because that's when the fair is. I uh, UPS shipped that to my druid from our society game. (laughs) (laughs) The other one is a smooth staff made of white wood. And at the bottom, there's a golden cross adorned with multiple small rubies. Well, these would be great for pounding nails into wood. Doug could use one of these. Well, here's the thing. It takes 10 <laughs> minutes to identify what they are. You know for a fact they're stabs, but what you're going to do with them or what they are, you'd let me know. Just 10 minutes. 10 minutes. This is a Basil Gomez thing. Well, do we want to take the time or do we want to keep moving? Hell yeah, we, we, we want to take the time. We spent 10 minutes at the drop of a hat, dude. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. After so, every right. combat, we, we spent are, an hour. It's been stated multiple times we're not in a huge hurry. So, yeah. all right, we'll do the oh, hell we'll yeah. do identifies. I'll do the fancy season changing leaf staff first okay if you, if you want to put the rolls in order i will have you look at the first one and you rolled well a natural 20 so i'm not going to worry about it the first one with the changing leaves that is a verdant staff a verdant staff gives you a plus two bonus to nature to identify plants and it gives you the ability to cast the following spells. Now, you have to be able to cast these spells to actually cast them. The Cantrip Tanglefoot. The first level spell, Shillelagh. The second level spells, Barkskin, Entangle, Shapewood, and Tree Shape. Now, I will go through how stabs work in a second, because I'm sure most of you don't know, because it's completely redesigned for Pathfinder. Second edition. A lot of those are likely to be primal spells. Yeah, so those are all sure primal. You well, can. some of them might cross over. Like, yeah. I, like Tanglefoot might be in multiple schools, but I know Shalala is primal only. Yeah, the rule is if you can't cast a spell, then you can't use that spell in the staff. You can still use the staff, but you can't use the so spell. So just like, it. like not like for, for speaking of the sorcerer, when you say cast a spell, you mean it's of a school that you can cast, yes. even though you have not, Correct. even though you don't know it. Yeah, you don't have to. That's yeah. We'll I'll go through so in a that, second. So that so so that all being primal, that would be awesome for me. You didn't go through the second staff. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm I'm ready. The, 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 that one could be more awesome. I'm just saying this one's awesome. <laughs> the second one is more awesome. The second one, Basil goes through and realizes that that it's a plain stick. It is a plain stick. That's right. It, it's actually. But it looks nice and it goes with my outfit, so I think I'll use it, but it's a plain stick. It is a, um, it's not a staff of healing. 
It's a greater staff of healing. That gives you a plus two bonus on your heal spells and allows you to cast the second level spells, heal, restoration, and restore senses, and the third level spells, heal, and remove disease. Oh, I believe wow. Greater gets the lower level spells as well. In that case, it would also be heal and stabilize. And what the bonus means is whenever you restore someone using the heal spells, you get an extra plus two to the hit points nice. restored. That is the greater staff of healing. Wow. Again, I assume, unfortunately, I assume all of the spells are going to, most or all of them are going to be uh, divine. And I can't work with divine, so that may not be particularly useful for me. So well, that's uh, like a lot, like healing stuff is primal also. So staves are one of these things that they're a little hard to understand, but once you get the hang of it, they, they blow away wands. Like wands were. Really big in first edition, and stabs were like okay, but in this edition, it's completely reversed. Stabs are god mode and are infinitely better than wands. The way stabs work is every day when you prepare your spells, you get a certain number of charges based on the highest level of spell you can cast. So, for example, you guys can all cast fourth level spells, so your staff will have four charges for the day. Now, for a sorcerer, the way it works is with those four charges, you can cast, you know, four level one spells from the staff for free. You can cast the cantrips as many times as you want. So it's basically free spells. Or you can cast two level two spells. Or you can cast one level three spell and one level one spell for that day. So it's basically free spells. On top of that, the way it works for sorcerer is, is that you can also cast a spell from the staff using less charges. The way that works is you have to use up one of your spells. So for example, imagine you wanted to cast third level remove disease and you didn't prepare it for that day because you're a sorcerer. You can say, I'm going to cast a third level fireball and then use one charge from the staff and I will then use remove disease and cast that spell. So you have to use up one of your third level spells but it only takes one charge from the staff, and then you can cast that spell. So very, very long story short, it's free spells. That's what it is. Now, you can only have one staff at a time per day, and you have to wield it. You have to invest in it, and um, I think it's like, was it two hands to wield it? So it's... Actually, I think you can hold a staff in one hand when casting a spell. Oh, yeah, one hand. That's right. You can do it one hand when casting a spell. And now for wizards... It's a little different. For everyone else, uh, the way stabs is a little bit different. I actually only looked it up for Saucer because in the other game, uh, Hap has a staff and she is a Saucer, so I know how it works with Saucers really well. I think it's easier for uh, wizard types that ones that prepare spells that aren't spontaneous is that they... Um, uh, I have to look up how it works for that. But anyhow, you guys argue over who wants to get which staff, and I will look up the rules for, uh, I guess, how Bowser would probably can either of you guys use either of those, though? Well, what what I'm hearing is it's better... What I'm hearing is it's better to have the ones that you don't have those spells already. Like uh, like the one that's the healing one, I have all those healing spells. So basically, it just it gives me increased slots. It gives me, it gives me essentially four increased slots, and that's it. Sort but, of. But what you but, can but do if, is retrain or not take those healing spells. Like That's what a lot of people do is that 
you can then use the staff for your healing spells and then use your your spells for something else. Or I could take the druidy staff and essentially get all those spells off the staff that I wouldn't normally be able to cast. Correct. If you can cast them normally, if they're in your your school of magic, then yes, you can cast those. So like, so like I'm primal, so if they're all primal, then then we're good to go. Uh, a lot of those sound primal, if not all of them. Ooh, yes, yeah, that could work out well. Right. Maybe you get oh, both so of them. like <laughs> so if and aren't aren't these spells like multiple things? Like they're 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 primal, arcane, something else, something else. Yeah. Something oh yeah, else. yeah. Most of these are primal is the only one that's a little. Primal is very um, specific. There's a lot of primal spells that are only primal. Like a lot of the divine and arcane. There's a lot of crossover between that. Because Basil is what? Basil is arcane? Correct. Because the bet really, the optimal, obviously. Actually, all of the st- all the spells except the cantrip are primal only. All the spells are primal only. Yeah, Tanglefoot is arcane or primal, but all the other ones are primal only. On Including the, on the, the healing, staff. Inclu- what about the other stuff? Uh, still looking that one up. Hold on. All right, so basically, uh, you can because you're the if only it's possible, one. if it's possible, the obvious, the obvious optimal is I, I take the druidy one, and then Basil or anybody else take the healing one, and so we have an, so we have a secondary person that has some healing option, and uh, I have some druidy options. Well, Ducky and I are out of that. Yeah, uh, right, I don't know. Right. Yeah, there's no. I'm I'm looking at it to. Uh, Pound some nails. That's about where I am. Although I do have spells, but I don't think it counts. Okay, so the way it works for Basil, because Basil, what are you? You were a wizard, right? Yep, and it looks like I suspect I'm not going to be able to use it because pretty much all of these are divine and primal. Boo. Okay. Well, then I don't need to go through it, but you do it a little differently. How much much are they worth? Yeah, It's like now, (laughs) now. The staff of healing is 470. The other one, I think. Let me double check, but I think it was like two twenty-five. That is correct. See, see when it when it was just when it was just selling the uh, when it was just selling the the headpiece of the staff of Ra, I was like, no way, we got to attach it. Now that it's attached, and we have two staffs. Yeah. Now maybe we, maybe we got to talk to uh, uh, Mister Shopkeeper. Well, that's true. Except it seems like you could use both of them, right? Not simultaneously. Yeah, I think you could use either one. He can use so, them know, both, like, but like not it, in the same day, though. Right. right. And so, so what? Right. So, what's better? Is it better for me to have loadouts where, like, for this mission, I'm going to take the healing one. For this mission, I'm going to take the druid one, and and have the other one not be used, or convert that to money and yeah. turn that into gear that the can be money used all can... the time. How how useful are those druid spells, though? Like Barkskin has always been really good. Primal is some of the yeah, most. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. Like speaking speaking from a sorcerer perspective, where you get a limited menu for anything that gives me more options. I'm 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 Mister I'm I'm Mister Feather Token dude. Remember, Tanglefoot's like, like a five foot penalty. Tanglefoot's like a five foot penalty movement. That's fine. That's the only one I already have. Shillelagh converts your staff to a magic weapon. So we already have striking runes on everything, anyways. Uh, Barkskin. Uh, Good. Shape wood and tree shape are going to be pretty situational, I suspect. What it was it? Shape wood. All right, so that's like stone shape, except it's wood. Uh, tree shape. What it probably turns you into a tree. Or I turn. remember that's what it was. It was like basically you hide from stuff. You transform, you transform into a tree into a, into a large tree. <laughs> actually, these these are both these are both actually honestly pretty weak. Uh, and tangles not bad. Yeah, that's I mean, kind of like what I was thinking. Like these are like there's a five percent chance we're going to use the druid right, stuff. Right, right. They're actually they're actually probably more valuable to us as money. And turn, how much and is a druid staff? Yeah, it's two twenty five. 
Okay. The Verdant Staff is two twenty-five. The Healing Staff is four seven. Yeah, and that's I not mean, that's not what we get for it either, right? That's you get half. That's yeah, you we get, get half. half. So that's yeah. uh, I still like the. I mean, the, the healing stuff we're going to yeah. use immediately and every single. It's like I got. I I have only two hands and I'm so scroll heavy already. I'm like I'm, I'm going to be juggling crap constantly and and there'll be there'll be inefficiencies with that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of stabs in this game. Eventually, what I do recommend is go through the stabs, find the one that you really like or want, and then just get that one because that's. That's what uh, Hap did in the other game. Like, she's really into Animal Staff because she actually had all those spells. And then she got the Animal Staff. She unlearned all those spells. Now she uses the Staff for the same spells. And then she just keeps upping the Staff to get the next version so she gets the higher level spells. So, but let me get this straight. Okay, so the Greater Healing Staff, for example, what's the highest level thing? Third level. It has, what's, it has a third level. What's the spell it has? It's third heal level. Heal and remove disease. All right, so heal. What does heal do? I have both of those. He he has, has, I use them all the time. You already yeah. know what they do. Okay, but I mean, <laughs> oh, is that the one that heals like 10D or no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so it's a big heal, and you can do that once. Oh, actually, no, it doesn't heal, heal like the, norm, the normal heal, but it's like... It's a normal heal. Or something. It's normal. It's, 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 it's a 3D8. It's right, a 3D8. Yeah. It's just that high. scroll it's, that you bought, it's that. It's yeah. that. Okay. So, Does it so, heighten your other heals if you're wielding it? Like, even if you don't use the staff to cast it's it? It's plus two. No, right? no, no, no. Nothing's oh. heightened. It, in other words, you can cast level one, two, or three heal if you But have you can only staff. cast like a level oh, sorry, three wrong and level one. And then uh, but, the one the but there is a bonus for the one on the staff itself. Right. Like when it's you use staff, that's a bonus. It's plus two, so you get an extra two hit points when you use the staff. But. That includes if you're using your. Like, if, you're, if you invest in the staff. You hold it. You cast heal. They get plus two, even if it's from your repertoire. Oh, oh no, that, yeah, that's, that's what, what I was asking. asking. So, so, so it does. So it does. So it does yes. actually give an extra plus two. Yes, for, for, it says right here: staff. a staff of healing grants an item bonus to the hit points you restore anytime you cast a heal spell using your own spell slots or using the charges from the staff. All right, right there. That now I flip that. that that's the that's that straw that breaks the camel's back. It's like. T- t- changes the balance and now i'm like I, I like sell the wand and magic missiles that i hardly ever use it's very situational keep that and i always have that in my hand yeah i like that idea because it is extra healing and it never healing right. is never a bad thing right and so you'll you'll get up one big heal and one small heal it's also an extra disease level three spell and a level one spell right and the stabilized like cantrip forever so you can change out your cantrip because that's unlimited so you know, if you have that cantrip, you could get more fireballs. Cantrip. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 free spells. It really comes down to that. It's free. Spells. I think, uh, yeah, I like the healing. I like the healing one. Well, you yeah, can't do it yeah, today yeah. because you have to do it in the morning. So it's uh, kind of a moot point until tomorrow. But you have two stabs, and for the first time ever, Basil does not get the loot. I know it's That's shocking. The first time ever, but yeah, first right. time ever. The, I'm Basil. taking notes. That's Does the first time. Get, yeah, that's right. First time. First time. Uh, John first takes time. good notes. That's right. It's in John's, my notes. Uh huh. It is true. I get the bulk of like the specialty magic items. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Grats, uh, Gomez. Yes. You can heal us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Although you know, if you can sashay uh, a heal onto the staff, then you got another fireball. In, in no, all, that, that's actually cool that's actually yeah. really true. It's that's, actually really true. It's, it's, good, it's good to have it's good to have that have that that's, extra stuff. Okay? That's the it, most it's, versatility. It's less of that trade off <laughs> yeah. I'm doing all the time, where where it's like, do I do I save this for a heal or do I use it? Right. 
And All right. you're, you're still wounded, Gomez, just so you know. Oh, God. Well, we're going to do... We're, aren't we, are we doing things? Are we going? Are we leaving and going for a rest? Are we... Uh, I think are, we're going are, are we first aiding? What are we doing? We were, We already rested and healed. Uh, I think we're going north along this yeah, little north street. We did not on sleep. We already did the hand wave heal. On top right, of right, that. But we did not sleep. I don't have my... Stat, my like, I, like, I, I'm, my slots are depleted. How long have we been in since we've re-entered the hours, dungeon? A few okay. hours. Yeah, keep it's... in mind, by rescuing her, you all get a hero point. So you all have two hero points. Nice. Hooray. So Ooh, that's use them or lose them. All right, so we should press on. Okay. Yeah. There is a river of muck. With your name on it. Yeah. Going to the you northeast. You know what? Well, Ming, you have uh, better vision than anyone. Uh, All right. That's true. All right. So I, I advance. Chugga, 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 chugga. Go, go, go. Go, go, gadget. Go, go, Ming. Yeah, okay, we just follow in, in, in. Do I see uh, something formation. here? What's up yep, to the yep, right? Stop there. Stop there. So you come to an intersection Lomang, where it is going to the north, the south, which is where you came from, and there is a narrow corridor going to the east. You also see on the wall a bright white X, the size of a sheet of parchment, on the western wall, written in chalk. So on the western wall, there's a big X, and it looks very fresh. All I mean, right. To, so, to, 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 to my right, you mean? To the west. Yep. To the west. On the western wall, you see a sheet, you know, a paper sized sheet X on the wall written in white chalk. And it looks mm. pretty fresh. Interesting. Okay. So, this is starting to look like our map. If you guys look at player handouts in uh, uh, this first map, I could be wrong about this. I could be very wrong about this. But I think. There's a branch in that map. If you start at the very kind of like bottom right of it and go up that map, it branches off yeah. and it looks like they do not go north. So it could be trouble up north. Of course, hmm. uh, we, we're... we're, we're uh, the battle map is very confusing because it's a map layered on top of another map. Yeah, but you see how it kind of looks like that stream, that diagonal? Yeah. Yes. But if you go east it looks like a bunch of traps <laughs> uh shoot i mean this this to the right is looks like the room where that thing was i mean to the north you see a large cavern and the water's getting much worse by the way like the further up you go the grosser it's getting it's also oh. starting to get a little deeper shot shank east. redemption <laughs> to the east is a dry very very narrow corridor it looks like a tunnel and well, the south is where you came from, so you can either. Oh, okay, the so west wall has the X. Okay, that's and the, right. The west wall has the X. The north, yeah. There's that little tunnel that Lomang is now in. If he wants to go through the little <sighs> tunnel. Before I go down that that hallway, I'm not going down that hallway. I'm I'm going to use my perception and look for signs of trapeze, trapezius. You you don't see anything, and on top of that, this area is. I mean, this, this, you're literally in water. It's wall to wall. Like, you're not sure where the traps would be. So, this is, um, and oh. like, you know, there's a lot of garbage in this water. You'd think if there was a trap here, it would have been set off long ago by 
just you wandering through this area. I wonder if there's something that we could throw into the north because, man, I don't know. I just feel like... Oh, yeah, there's rocks. I mean, yeah, you can just throw something up there if you want. Yeah. I don't know. What do you guys feel like? Uh, what do you, I, what I, do you I'm think? curious about this X with chalk that's fresh. Oh, should yeah. examine that. Let's check for secret doors on yeah. that west of the wall where yeah. the X is. Yeah, that's true. That's a good idea. X marks the spot. Let's say you spend a few minutes checking the wall very carefully, and there's not a secret door. It literally looks like someone just drew an X on this wall fairly recently. Looks pretty fresh. I push the X. Nothing happens. I pull the X. <laughs> Nothing happens. All right, that's interesting. You lick the X. Nothing yeah. happens. Maybe that's a mark for demolition or something. Well, I mean, we have north and east. I, I kind of like east because it's there's not I'm not walking in poo water. Good a reason as any. I mean, we'll probably check everything anyway. So I, yeah, I, I would say I'm going to go down here and take a look. Okay. So it's serpentines. It's very narrow. This corridor it looks like it's natural can you see past it i cannot there you go now you can the doggy's gonna go. follow i don't think we so should it, split up it goes north yep hold on let me yeah, let's it. do this in a kind of party move way yeah with maybe Lomang being a little in front yeah so like 10 feet it snakes to the east for about 30 feet and then it makes a sharp turn to the north and to the north you see a room. Let me give you the description. Alcoves and nooks line the walls of this unassuming columbriabrum. I think what that is is like the uh, void that's left over when Magla. Oh, yeah, you're probably right. A broad tunnel leads out to the west, while a narrow shaft off- offers egress to the south, which is where you just came out of. To the northeast, a steep staircase cut from the stone rises to meet... Ooh. A corridor and you can tell that that stone is the stone of the temple i'm not seeing having any visibility beyond where i'm standing ah there we are i moved because <laughs> you didn't go away. far enough <laughs> when you say the the uh what is it the an aridin symbol or something different no 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 it's there's no symbols this is just like you're in a room and as you said it looks like magma hold on let me do something else I, I was I, I I went down one of those by the way. Did what do you mean? Nice. Yeah, the, like years ago when in I went Hawaii to, in Hawaii, yeah, oh, wow. lava tube, and it was amazing. It was the freaking underdark, and it was fabulous. And it was nice. also really good because it was uh, it was one that the park rangers normally don't let people in. Sharon found it, and it was like they opened it up for tours, especially. So it wasn't uh, so it was pristine, and nice. uh, 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 you went way down in. It was very, very cool because it was very D&D-like because the, uh, since the magma is liquid, when it rolled out, it left a flat floor. So it had a dome with a flat floor. Like, it, you know, like it wasn't like a uh-huh. limestone cavern. That's all irregular. And uh, deep, deep inside, uh, it was like, I'm going to show you something. Then he turned off all the lights. You have, it is literally the darkest dark. It is wow. impossible <laughs> to get that dark there's always some light from somewhere yeah. anywhere on the surface like it's the darkest dark room dark and uh that was freaky and then he turned the lights on and it was like look at this and uh, in the in the walls there were small cracks and there were bugs and those bugs the same species of bug 
not, they're not in isolation. Their same species bug is found on one side of the island and the other side of the island. So there is an underdark underneath Hawaii. And it connects all these things. Uh, of wow. like these little things that, that are moving underneath the ground, miles and miles and miles wow. underneath the ground. I did the same thing in Hawaii. The cavern we were in was like probably 50 to 60 feet tall and maybe 50, 60 feet wide. It was huge. And I remember that we were walking and I just kept walking huh. and walking and, and it just wouldn't stop. And I'm like, wow. okay. And then I got creeped out and then I'm like, okay, I'm freaked out. This is too much. Now I, <laughs> I was like, I was like, you're thinking, I was like, you're thinking about old, the old, uh, uh, underdark, you know, descent of the yeah. underdark, the drow and all that. And you're like, oh, that's ridiculous. That would cave in. There's no way. No, it could be that big. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it was, yeah, it was, eno- it, was, it was enormous. And it just kept going. And this was like, yeah, this goes on forever. <laughs> like till, till the ocean. And I was like, yeah, this is ridiculous. It was enormous. Maybe that's where the aliens, the UFO aliens are living. That's where maybe. they should be. It's, it's harder yeah. to get to than even the oceans. Anyhow. So, yeah, you can see in front of you, there's steep stone steps that lead back up to the church. That's what I meant. There's the ah, church of Ireland. Okay. So gotcha. you can see that. You see how it changes from like the earth to the, to the tile. So that's right. what that is. And then there's also a corridor to the west. That leads to a whole bunch of stinky, stinky tude. And Basil can see tracks leading up these stairs. Huh. I'll point out the tracks. I guess I'll pretend I know more than I do. Let's follow. Uh, this looks like three people, one of which quite a bit heavier than the other two because his treads are deeper. And they were dragging the a, a body. And there was a, one, one of the smaller ones had a limp. <laughs> do, do some fake Sherlock Holmes stuff. Yeah, this might lead up to that the gate where that crazy demon thing. This the, the no, that's that is south of us, I think. But let's was, let's investigate. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go. I follow it. Okay, you go up and you go up the stairs. It's pretty steep. You know you're back at that fun level of where you were before. Up, oh, stop, Lomang. <laughs> stop. Everyone stop. Ooh. Okay. All right. <laughs> now it's all coming to fruition. You loop around. There's a lot to see. To the north, you can see, well, it looks like this room just sort of ends. It looks like it just got crushed. And you can see that the stone for this 15-foot wide room just ends. And underneath... 20 feet down is a large pool and this pool is a huge cavern to the north filled with just the most disgusting things you could ever imagine the water here also looks much deeper than where you've been and it looks like this might be the source of a lot of what has been flowing down south you also see to the north a good what is that about 50 feet a um a cavern that's trailing to the north from the awful. You also see to the northwest, there is two more areas that are broken off that seem to lead into corridors. So it looks like something fell. This almost looks like a cave-in that smashed through this part of where the temple used to be and has gone right through the temple into the lower cavern into, well, now where all this uh, nastiness is. In front of you to the west, you see you see a door. There is a mm. door directly to the west of you. And, well, it's closed. 
to the south of you, there is the room with your friend. That's right. Oh, no. Yep. It's the same room with the half ooze, half eldritch horror, half undead creature that almost destroyed you. This is the northern part of that room. Now, something to keep in mind, you see this? These are walls. You can't actually see past. These is like, they're actually walls here. So that's part of the 3D map experience you can see here. So think of it that this corridor up here in the north is just north-south. And then I just, and you can also see the lower corridor on the map as well. Now, Lomang, I'm going to stop you there because you can take this all in. So the north is a sheer drop down 20 feet back to probably where you were. There's two ledges that appear to go to other parts of the temple to the northwest that maybe with some jump, like this one's only about 10 feet away. This other one to the northwest is much further. That's a good 25, 30 feet. There's a corridor leading up. There's a, another corridor leading northeast that is more foulness. To the south is, well, your buddy, and to the west is a door. You're going to be on the clock. So what do you do? Just clarify an important point. It's like yeah, it's obvious, very but I want to be point. sure. There's no bars or anything between us and the killer monster on this side, right? There are, are no there? bars between you and the killer monster on this side. You are behind the bars in his room. Damn. So we have, so we have to we have to stealth sneak past it all on tippy toes or else die. Yeah, does it see us? Uh like Do I see it. Yeah. Not yet. And we're not like on a ledge above it, right? So we have to do Scooby Doo. You're in we have the to room. Scooby Doo on tippy toes, right? Sneak past the monster. I duck back into the corridor and I and I quietly say, explain the whole deal. And I say, I think we should like make a break for that door, and then we could at least close it behind us. If you can't chase after us. Well, in hushed tones, I'm like, I, I, I would love to try to stealth, and then just be very wary. And the second that's that stealth fails. Then you make, make, you make then, the then run. Make a, yeah, then make a run. Yeah. I mean, we don't know whether or not we... I think as well, I don't want to start off with initiative. You know, I don't want to start off that way. Yeah. I agree. Let, let me stealth over there and at least make sure I, we can open the door because that would be a pretty grim thing. Who is were. the most stealthy among us? Uh, probably my stealth is... It sure as hell isn't me. Plus 10 to stealth. God, I've I don't think I'm trained in it. I don't think I've ever used it because I'm with you guys. I, I, I am seriously considering once again and pulling out the goddamn out. pest form and turning into a bug. Yeah, in order, in order to increase well, my stealth. That's if we we can move pretty fast in one round. You know, as long as we know that this door is open, Lowman can move very fast. I think I'm going to turn into a bug and Lowman yeah. put me in your pocket. Okay, yep. but again, we still need to get through the door does like basil what's your stealth or do you have stealth at all with all your stuff it, what's the it's a 20 it's a 20 foot drop though in addition right to the west steve to the north to the north it's a 20 foot drop my stealth oh, so, is plus 11 that's so that, a lot so that uh that, trained at trained to what level uh just trained are you an expert or are you merely you're merely trained just and trained. you you can open up the door so you're one better than me i guess uh if you want to go, if not, I'll go. And it's just a straight shot across, right, to get to that door? Yeah, the door is 25 feet to the west. It's a straight shot. These are all corridors. Like, 
although the map is showing you both levels because this is a, th these are actual solid walls. So to the south is solid walls, to the west is solid wall, to the north, that is open. That falls out into a large cavern that really stinks into what looks like a deeper pool of just horribleness. And to the east is where you're in, and then to the south is where our demon boy is. <laughs> Actually, so, yeah, this um you guys what you guys want to do is look you want to look at your map uh in handouts because you can see that there's the uh Ofoth, uh creatures there's a lookout to the northeast of us like one of those like uh openings is a lookout so shoot they might even be looking at looking out for us right now so hmm and there's a torture chamber up there, which we don't want any part of. But the secret door looks like there is a door. It's not a fake door. So, yeah, it looks Let's like. Let's go for it. I wonder if there's a what's way the, we what's can the obscure. Floor made out of stone. Stone. So it's finished stone, not dirt. Finished stone. I mean, you have cover. Like, you, if you can make, if you can make it to the door, you, you, it won't see you. You can like open the door, and then we can all make a run for it. Right. If we can, if we can do that, that sounds good. Well, you guys tell me who wants to go. Who I've heard lots of good ideas. I heard pest form. Looks like tippy toes. Tippy toes. Tippy toes. All right, I'll do it. I wanna. I wanna. Uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, should we just go or the? No. Well, he did. He goes over. He uses stealth, and that is you use half your speed. And I'm gonna tell you what happens. Basil gets halfway through, okay. and he trips and falls. Are you kidding me? Yes, I'm not oh kidding. Oh, my God. And you Basil. fall right in your face. Boom! And you make a lot of noise, and suddenly you hear clank, 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 clank from the south. What do you do? Uh, Time to running go. to the door. I'm going right to the Going to keep going right to the door. Oh, boy. Okay, you get to the door. What do you do? I'm going to try to open it. You try to open the door. The door is barred from the inside, and it looks like there's a large amount of furniture and other material heaped up against the door. It looks like it can give like an inch or two, but it looks like someone has very purposely put a lot of barrier between you and opening that door. And you see your friend, and he notices you. What do you do? I'm going to try to get go back. As if, I mean, how I far away is jump, jump off the sledge. Five, ten. That's true. I can feather fall down. 30, so. 35. You're 40 feet away from your friend who seems to have noticed you and is starting to move in your direction. I'm going to just jet to the ledge and jump off the ledge because I can feather yeah, fall. Yeah, let's do that. Yep, jumping. Okay. I'm going to jump onto this thing we're, over we're, here. we're jumping off the ledge? Yep. Yeah. You're jumping how, am across? how am I jumping off the ledge? It's only 20 feet. You're going to have 20 to... feet. Take five damage or something. No, 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 no. Down, it's 20 feet. 20 feet across, that's a whole... It, Lomang's trying to jump over to the other side. The rest of yes. you are feather falling. Okay. That's right. Oh, actually... Oh, wait. Tell me what you're doing. Each One person at a time. Lomang, what are you doing? I, I want to jump where I'm right now. Okay, you jump across jump to. to the other yeah. ledge. Basil, yeah. you're feather falling down. Dougie, what are you doing? I am also going to jump off to the uh, other ledge. Gomez, what are you doing? I cast elemental motion and take to the air, and I fly. Okay, good idea. And okay. that's that's one action. The other two actions, I, I go to an appropriate location, however far okay, that you can are, take me. Okay, 
you see Lomang and Dougie have jumped across to the other side. They're up in the air. Basil, you are in a six-foot-deep pool of unimaginable foulness and disgustingness. Give me a fortitude check. It's sewage. It's sewage. All right. You roll a 20, and you are okay, but everything you have is beyond ruined. Gomez, what do you, what do you have? Elemental motion? What does that let you Yeah, do? elemental motion gives me, gives me fly. It lets you fly. Okay, so you're flying around, and that creature yeah. is fly still Fly speed coming. equal to my speed. Although, interestingly, it seems to have gotten confused when she went out of its view, except it still can see Gomez. What do you do? Wait, can it see me? I'm, I'm at the same level as to wherever Lomang is. Right. That's the exact same. Lomang and you are all at the same level as the monster. The only one that's below it, 20 feet down, is Basil. Everyone else is at the same level as the monster. Okay, so, so it's not so just me, so he sees Lomang also. If, it, oh, whoever, yeah. if, it's, if it's my turn, I mean, kind of yep, not, go. not turns, I'm going to jump as far as I can to the northeast. To the northeast. You're going back. Okay. So like there. Okay, so you're jumping onto the sand, onto like the. Right, okay. Right. And I take no damage from falling. Okay, like... so you fall down. You're now in the corridor with Basil. Basil, you can move yourself out. <laughs> of the of the foulness Get around the edge. line of sight around the edge it only seems to be around two feet and this creature is literally going right after gomez it seems oh no well because it can see yeah, can, gomez, I, can, I, so. can i go yeah yeah go uh, so i fly to that passageway really okay go put yourself okay stop as soon as you get to that passageway the passageway itself is filled with body parts Waste, human waste of every kind you can imagine. Rotten food, blood, everything. God damn, it, what it is, is just better it, or worse than the sewer we walked down? Way worse. Oh. This is like a hundred times worse. Like the sewer, as bad as the sewer was. At least it has water. <laughs> the sewer was at least running water. This is literally filled, like just covered in entrails blood gore it is really really disgusting dougie what are you gonna do well the, uh, i still i should still have one action well we're not doing actions i'm just doing oh, it oh we're you, just okay i'm okay. just kind of i'm narrating this part we're not in okay okay i am going to jump just as far as looming i think and catch up with gomez that's that's my uh move all right i'll say all of you are down in the main area so the large undead monstrosity, interestingly enough, seems to have lost you somehow and wanders back. Oh, that's a good thing. Well, that was fun. All right. So we live for another day. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's Basil can tell that there was something wrong with it. Its line of sight seems to be very narrow. Like it didn't seem, it seems to have trouble seeing. So that's one it's thing. It's like a T-Rex. Yeah, it was something like that. Like, there was something off. Like, it was fine until you fell, and obviously then it caught you, and then it was it was only focusing on people at the same level at it, as itself. So if you were below it, it didn't even seem to notice you. Do with that as you will. Okay, let's talk about this cavern. This wide-open, hide-ceiling cavern appears to be naturally formed. A deep puddle of soupy sewage sludge dominates the better half of the area. The effluence clearly originating from a broken and rubble-spewed tunnel to the east that Gomez is now in. 
the wastewater trickles slowly southward following the cavern's gentle slope. Above the catacomb's upper level can be seen in the form of two hallways that terminate abruptly and hang over the lip of the cavern. The hall to the south hangs 40 feet. Oh, it's 40 feet. 40 feet above the surface of the cavern's puddle, while the passage to the west is only about 30 feet above the cavern's floor. To the north, an already narrow tunnel gradually narrows even further before bending around the corridor. So I will say I'll hand wave if you did take the damage. You guys weren't in combat. It's fine. I'll say if you did, it's fine. You just heal it up. It wasn't like major. It wasn't like you fell 100 feet. And Basil just fell into the foulness. So, Gomez, you're inside of a tunnel that looks like this is where all the waste and the horribleness is literally coming out and trickling into this wastewater to make it that horrible. Uh, Lomang, Dougie, and Basil, you are on ground. The water itself, five feet around the water, appears to only be about two feet deep. The water itself in the center, all those dark areas, is about six feet deep. The water is really, really disgusting. Yeah. I'm going to stop you guys and say, hey, guys, wait a minute. This is way off the map that the other guys have drawn. If you look at the map that our happy uh, uh, our, uh, recruit gave us, this is toward the sewers that they never go. Uh, the way we actually wanted to go, I think, is where I was jumping from. If we can get back up there. We can uh, uh, climb. There's an armory. There's a lookout. It looks like we're going to be going way off the path if we continue to the northeast through the sludge. You mean there? Uh, Yeah, that ledge is leads. I I like either either of the western ones. I like I like either of the western. ones. Yeah, that's what I mean. Well, when we were up there, did we see that it continued to the west? Yes. Yeah. yeah, There was a corridor that continued to the west. But you don't want to look at that. It's in on look at the map. There's two passageways to the west. There's two ways west, one way north. Yeah, and you want to look at the map in our handouts. There's also the waterway still follows to the south. By the way, you can keep going to the south as well. I think that just leads to where we were. I think that leads to the fountain room, right? That's what I think. It leads to somewhere off the map. I mean, I'm yeah, and, and all of south. that business that we've explored and we ran around in circles. All right, so let's just do the ledge. Let's do it. Yeah, okay, quick. So, so this thing, like the thing, shambled away, right? So yeah. So on the west hand side, I'm not a great top, natural climber, but somebody could pull me up with a rope. Yeah, we got. There's top and bottom, which which we, we there, there's the upper one and lower one almost. Uh, the northern one or the southern one on the west side? The southern one we want. The northern yeah. one is a lookout, and uh, we'll be able to get situation. I actually want to see what's what's the deal in that secret room. And it looks like by the map that there's a wall or a ledge overlooking where those Keiko demons are or whatever those things were that uh, uh, were eyeballing us over the chasm of the abyss. All right, well, I'll be bold, and I'll fly over there. I got a minute on this fly. Okay, it's about uh, before, to end. Before, before it <laughs> runs out, I, yeah. I I'll just take a chance and I'll fly into that passageway, like in, in far enough that the that I'm not going to aggro the demon again. Yeah, and I'll, I'll just climb straight up there. That should be so. Nothing. You go into the passageway and you can see the passageway. Well, it's a long passageway and it goes all the way into. Uh, let's see. 10, 20, 30, 40, 50. It goes all the way to the west to the point that you can't see anymore. And there's stairs uh, going, let's see, stairs going up from the west. And you also see a corridor to the north. 
And that is all you can see. I'm going to, to, to hide as best as I can and wait for my compatriots to join okay. me. It's a narrow corridor. It's only five feet wide. So there's, and it's, again, the finished stone. So there's nowhere really to hide, but I'll put. I'm very small. You are small, but it is it is literally a five foot cavern, uh, you know, corridor. It's like the, there's no nooks or crannies. Okay, Dougie moves a little bit more to the west. I'll put Lomang up there, and for shits and giggles, I'll put Basil up there too. I will say you guys clamber on up. It's thirty feet All off right. the ground, but it's fine. So to the west, you can see it looks like the corridor. Does Gomez have prestidigitation? I do. Could you prestidigitate me somewhat? <laughs> I, I, I clean I clean us up. Take some dignity. Flush him a little. <laughs> yeah, I, I try. I try. You I try smell. to pull dignity out of a hat for you, you all our benefits. Horrible. You smell I can I can perfume us. Give too. me that mulch. It'll, like, it'll actually make me smell better. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so to the west you see stairs that go up, and to the north there is a door that is about seven and a half feet ahead of you. And that's it. That's all you see. Well, I'm gonna perception check up these stairs. Guys, I want to. I want to. What do you think about just doubling back and make sure our flank is uh, clear? That means going up the stairs. L- look up that north hallway. Hell yeah. Yeah, I mean going Somebody up take the a stairs. Look up that north hallway. Yeah. Uh, no, the west hallway. Are we? Oh, we're going north. Whatever. Whatever the, the way stairs. that we're not going. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and I'm gonna uh, search for traps as I go up the stairs. Sure. Yeah, someone objects. You don't want to open that okay. door. This is a very very tight crawl space by the way and you know you are climbing up the stairs it gets to a wall and dougie can clearly see that there is like a brick that is much lighter than all the other bricks on the wall these are light bricks guys just so you know a secret door clearly yeah you get right to the end and where those stairs stop and it looks like a arch. Oh. Yeah, it's a and there's door. like, and it's there you be. can see you can see a brick. It's lighter than all the other bricks. It looks like it's been touched and worn many, many times over the years. Yeah, uh, searching for secret doors. Yeah, it's a secret door. If you push that brick, you think it's going to open up a door in front of you. Uh, what about okay. this door that we are passing? That leads to a whole bunch of connected rooms. That leads to the lookout. And the lookout is adjacent to the armory, and it's also adjacent to the torture chamber, and it doesn't look like there's doorways between them. So that's why I'm... So like a multi-room running fight type. Yeah, it's going to be a big encounter. Which, which map are you looking at? Uh, in, in player handouts, it's the yep. first map. Uh, you see that... The top uh, one. Yeah, the top one. Oh, I see where we are. There's like a double stair. Right, so and... so open to ground, where it says open to ground, is where we just had a, yes. that encounter with the horrible monster. Yes. So we're on and the Skinsaw Ophel... Sanctum main level. So. Ophelth Creatures is, <laughs> yeah, is, is where we ran to. Right. The Ophelth Creatures. Oh, Lookout is, is where okay. we decided not to go. Right. Yep. And we went down that hallway, and so there's a door. So that doorway north goes to that lookout area. Yeah. So I mean, all those rooms. So why do, why don't we bust that door and just start killing? Why don't we do that? Uh, that door north. Could, why why uh, don't we like to to go and invade the torture chamber and kill everybody inside? Why don't we like to do that? Um. All right. I, I, I mean, that's a question. That's not, the, the, a, the question that's is, a suggestion, is, but I also just, a question. I, I 
don't know. There's only two. There's fewer rooms to the south, and it's behind us. If we, if there's an alarm raised up, if this becomes like against the Giants, I don't want to be attacked from the rear. I'd rather. Like we might as well see what's down here with that secret door that's at least okay. the other secret door. Yeah. I will say that Basil also notices that this corridor is is very small. It's very tight, but it looks oh, like yeah, it's extremely well traveled. And, and also, it's like very, looking at the map a little well bit more traveled. closely. We tried the one that says secret door. That is yeah. got to be something good because right. the other yeah. side of that is what you tried that was barricaded. That's kind of like a trap to, to right. like squeeze you with that monster. And so if it yeah. has a secret door on one side and a big monster on the other, there's got to be something good in there. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Let's check that out first. Or not even a monster. Maybe they're putting something, putting valuable stuff there or something. You know? Right, right, right. So if you guys come all the way to the west. That much investment to keep people out of there, we want in. There's one yeah. other idea. <laughs> I, know. I mean, though, not. I mean, maybe the gray clo- surviving gray cloaks barricaded themselves in there. Oh, uh, yeah. sure. Yeah. Let, let's find out. Yeah. So agreed. I'm going to open up the secret door. Shunk. You press the button. Sure enough, the brick, another brick in the wall. Literally, the floor blocks come to life and rearrange themselves into a door. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's magical. But now you can see a corridor leading to the west, and you actually see some light coming from the, the southwest. Oh, where the corridor is di- going it's into. Diagon Alley. Copyright strike. It is. Yeah. Uh, so... Let's all get up. Let's group up a little bit. I'm right behind. Yes. Turn, start turning corners here. Uh, yeah, it was a lighter wait, 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 uh, shade of uh, paint, like in an old Hanna-Barbera uh, cartoon. We could tell it was a secret door. So, Dougie, okay. You go into a room. Stone shelves and table line the walls of this rectangular antechamber. Pale lights comes into the chamber via a short hallway to the west, which terminates in a stone door that has been propped open to the north where you just came from a narrow corridor takes a sharp right turn and descends into the darkness that you just came from to the east the room's tiles change to faded blue bricks that line a small alcove wow that's where a secret door is yeah so by the way so this door you see here by the way dougie to the west yeah, the southwest is propped open just a tiny bit. Oh dear! I I want to be like quiet. now. Now that I'm oriented on that map, I'm absolutely referring every at every word to this map. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so you're in what looks like a back room storage closet. There's no one here, and this place looks like it's shelves and tables that have been looted to the point that the only thing left is toothpicks. Now, that door is propped open just a little bit. Listening with perception. All right. Now, according to the map, that is a large cavern that opens to the north to this notation to Crestodamons and yep. Flesh Golem guards. I think, yep. didn't we see that already? And yes. Then, and then yes. above that is, is, is the notation front door and a big door uh, yes. that, that on the other side of which is a notation skin stitch guards. So that's a whole lot of trouble up there. Uh, there's also, if you go south of that, there's like a little ledge or another. Oh, that's the door. Oh, that's not a ledge. That's a door. Oh, yeah. We right. don't want any part. I'm just right, listening. Right. That's all. You, you, I'm you doing. listen a little, and sure enough, you can hear demon those those demons and large creatures sort of shuffling around. Oh, 
it's like the final level with in each Doom. other like, <laughs> like talking to mine all right to so each other. i'm excited that that means that this is all adding up all the math is adding up so we're gonna figure find out what's behind the secret door and see what's in that room but then that doorway to the north to the lookout and the torture chamber that looks like the back door that we've been looking for this whole time that's yeah, that, that lets yeah. us get the drop on them yeah yeah exactly because we avoid the other shit yeah so let's just be nice and quiet uh, and not like alert the uh, uh yeah the demon it sounds like the uh final level in doom searching for secret doors right here in the eastern alcove okay so you look around and you don't see anything directly here's what you do see you know for a fact you can tell 100 percent that there's a door here you know for a fact there's a door here however it appears to be magical in nature and you have no idea how to open it the only thing you notice is this area has a blue brick that looks like it is sort of more regal and more important than other parts of this you know temple you've been part of and in the ceiling you see a bas relief and it looks like it is Aroden himself holding his arms up with the star stone and that's what you see in the ceiling but to the east you're positive there's a door there but how to open it you don't know hmm. I speak friend and enter. Yes. <laughs> yeah, can I hear that? In Elvish. Can I hear that whole description again? There's details that we have to analyze. Sure. Well, to the east in the area that you're in, so you're in a 15-foot corridor. The room's tiles change to faded blue bricks that line this small alcove. The alcove appears to be a little bit more regal and a little nicer than the other parts of this, you know, this temple you've been through. The east end, there's definitely something there. Like, you can tell there's something there. But pushing, pulling, like, nothing seems to want to open up this door. But the only thing you notice is a bas-relief on the ceiling that shows Aradin holding the star stone up in the air with both of his hands raised like mm. this. Okay, so, so in the ceiling above the hypothetical secret door, the factual secret door that we can't open, mm-hmm. in that little alcove that is 15 feet from east mm-hmm. to west, Yes, and that ends in a secret door, ab- above, right above that, Aradin holding his ar- arms up, yes, holding the stone. The YMCA pose. That's right. He's doing the Y in the YMCA <laughs> pose. All right, so the obvious is the, there's some kind of key that's in the shape of the stone. You hold it above your head, the door opens. That's the obvious. Or I'm just going to try to strike the pose. Maybe yeah, that sure. Like, strike a pose. I'll, strike I'll, a pose. I'll lean against the wall, like the, the like the east wall. He's the A. I'm the Y. <laughs> yeah, we'll do the YMC. We'll cycle through the whole thing and then go to the Ohio thing. I'm the Indian. O-H-I-O. As though he does that, I'll cast light on his hand <laughs> to simulate the Star nice. Storm experience. As you do the YMCO pose, suddenly... The door opens. Yay! <laughs> wow, well we, we went strictly. To, I, I was Gandalf wanting to figure out every nuance and your <laughs> Frodo speak friend and enter. That's awesome. Sure enough, just it looked your, like... Just hold your hands up. Uh, hold your hands up. 
and put your hands in the air. Yes. Wave them like is it, is it fun to stay here? Is the real question. <laughs> it is fun to stay here. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you're not sure which of the letters in the YMCA posed, but Dougie has a strong suspicion it was the Y that did it, and imitating his favorite buddy and friend <laughs> and pal, Aridin, is what did it. The door opens. <laughs> Inside, you see a sanctuary. The furniture of this long shrine chamber are in a state of utter disrepair. Pews, torch stands, and even the room's chandelier have been piled up near the room's only entrance to the east. (laughs) At the opposite end of the chamber, where you just came in, a single large statue cast in brawn that's been left standing behind a stone altar securely Fastened to the floor tiles. The statue depicts none other than Alabaster's fallen patron deity, Aridin, along with the classical rendition of the Star Stone. Both Aridin's arms are raised above his head as though holding the shining eight-sided star made of large and immaculately cut quartz crystal aloft. In addition, there are four very haggard-looking people that are Holy crap. very, very shocked as the door opens and they jump and grab their weapons and are, are their cloaks gray i bet yes, their cloaks are gray their cloaks are gray i was kind of kidding but kind of not when i said that <laughs> but nice. right. uh oh i'm dressed as a we're all dressed, dressed as cultist yeah. god damn it <laughs> You've been listening to Roll for Combat, Agents of Edgewatch. If you have a question or comment for the show, please visit us at RollForCombat.com. You can also find us and play various games on our Discord channel at Discord.RollForCombat.com.